0: You're newer, you have to master your follow-ups, be on top of responding, get people information quickly before they feel like they need to turn to another agent. And like when you look at your business as a business, yeah, you have to delegate stuff away from your plate. yeah because you should only be doing the money making activities. but anybody wants to scale up their business what they want to do is have someone prospect for them, yeah. warm up the lead and then it's even more easier. For people like us to make warmed up phone calls and just get exactly. to that appointment yeah. versus making three hundred calls and only, you know, talking to those three people that really are, you know, super serious about doing something. So now that you've hit the ceiling, now you need to get more manpower, which you can't physically do because you're mm. only one person. Okay. Yeah. So then say like I call you for example and I say, Rowan, I need all the seven people on your team. I need fifty more deals because I need mm. to hit my ninety for yeah. this year. That's my goal. Yeah. Not, it's, and, it, and it can't just be a, a yearly goal that you hit one time and stop. It's got to be a continuously growing goal for the next year. So like yeah. your 2021 might be 90 deals and then your 2022 is 100. So there's got to yeah. be some kind of a growth. So I'm located about 35 minutes from Detroit in the suburban area mm-hmm. of uh, Macomb uh, County. So yeah, great area. Uh, it's got a lot of new construction happening. Uh, It's, you know, really close to the Canadian border, so very good location.
1: Hi guys, welcome back to the Realtors Chat Show with Rohan. Welcome to the third episode of this season and I'm having Mark Blair with me. He's from the greater Detroit area of Michigan and I'm so, so excited to interview him. And we had a conversation last week and he told something about his business, something about his experience and I was more interested to interview him. So finally, we have him today on the show welcome mark how are you doing today i'm doing really well thanks
0: for having me on Ron.
1: my pleasure pleasure is mine
0: so yeah was fun talking to you the other day too yeah we talked way longer than we were expecting
1: (laughs) to just stop each other yeah it was meant to be a 10 minute conversation but we went on 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 till like half an hour (laughs) correct yeah so how's it going
0: Uh, business is good. The market is really, uh, it's hot everywhere all over the U S right now. So Hmm. particularly Michigan buyers are, you know, really struggling to find a home and we're working super hard to drum up some listings. So listings is the name of the game right now, but right now it's (laughs) back. It's back to normal.
1: Yeah. The market is screaming for the inventory.
0: Yeah. Big time. Big time.
1: So how long, how long can we sustain with this inventory?
0: You know, I think we're going to kind of keep flowing right now until the interest rates go up. So it looks like for another, the way it's kind of scheduled and the way it's looking, I don't think Michigan, particularly our market, is going to mm. get affected until end of the year, until we see mm. how many forbearance properties are going to come up on the market and yeah. how many people want to you know, either default or they want to catch up. I don't really know.
1: Mm, yeah. But if
0: we, if we project even half of those properties, it's only going to give us from a one month supply mm. to like six or seven months supply. So mm. it's not really the worst case scenario.
1: Makes sense. But if Absolutely. interest rates
0: just shoot up on top of that, yeah, it'll get a little harder for everybody. But that'll mm. just, you know, level out prices a little bit. So there's nothing wrong with
1: that. Yeah, that's correct. It makes sense. Yeah. Do you think if the interest rate is going higher, the buyers will be much more lesser than? right now? As compared. I don't necessarily think that they're going to be
0: lesser amount of buyers. I think mm. there's still going to be a good, healthy amount of buyers because people's mm. situations have drastically changed from, you know, the COVID yeah. um, outcome and just the, you know, just the people working from home and they've decided made other decisions in their life now.
1: Mm. So a
0: lot of people don't necessarily have to live close to a certain location anymore. Right. Um, mm. So I think those, those folks are still going to be buying and, and moving into a completely different a scenario than they were normally thinking about under exactly you know, average circumstances so i think people have been spending money like crazy but uh, we'll find out who saved what uh when the time Damn. comes <laughs> <Right>. yeah
1: <laughs> that's correct yeah. so starting uh, with your like uh, how did you start with this real estate and how long have you been in this industry
0: I've been in it for 18 years now. I started in actually, I, I, I grew up with a family that was in real estate, but mm-hmm. uh, they weren't pushing me into the business or anything like that. I actually started off by buying a condo downtown. Mm-hmm. I, I lived in it myself. I was working a, working a bank teller job type thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I, I kind of realized quickly, like my friends were too far away and I couldn't connect with them as often. So I decided to rent out the property um i rented it out i made some money and then i had a little drama with my tenant and i said i don't know if i want to deal with this and when i put it up for sale i found out that it went up in value and i made enough money Mm. which kind of felt like i almost made uh, close to a year's or half a year's of income in my job so then i realized the business was good i liked the cycle of what the transaction that i just went through and i Mm -hmm. felt like understanding it to this you know in this respect i could help a lot of people Yeah. So then I decided to get my real estate license, save some money for advertising, and then I and I went right into it. Mm. Just I just dove right into it completely. So awesome. Yeah. And that was 18 years ago. So like now, obviously you evolve and you grow, and then so now I have um, just a really small, intimate team, basically eight people, and Mm. uh, you know it's me, my wife, and uh, my business partner, and and then Mm. we've got some uh, other people on the team that just focus on buyers or listings thing
1: okay so, yeah. so, so talking about that 2003 era when you started so what was the advertising since you mentioned about the advertising what was oh the-
0: actually I started in 2002 so okay. advertising was just in real estate magazines that people picked up mm. at restaurants and public places so yeah I would buy a, um, a page for 700 bucks a month yeah. and advertise listings of agents in my office because that was brand new I didn't have any listings at that time and then I started I got three clients within like a month of the, when mm. I first started. But I was available. I always answered my phone really quickly. And I think what they liked about me, though, even though I kind of told them I was new, but under mentorship, they mm. felt comfortable with me uh, because I was always transparent from the beginning. Yeah. So I, I never ma- made them ever, I, I, well, I never, you know, I would never try to mislead them that I had a ton of experience mm. or anything like that. I just told them that I actually really cared and I had some mm. real estate of my own. So I know what yeah. the transaction is going to go. I, I know what it's going to be like.
1: Awesome. So yeah. at that time, you might not be having much competition like as compared to 2021. There are so many agents today. So as compared to right now, how, <clears throat> how, what was the competition at that time?
0: Well, at that time, I think we had about, um, I was in uh, a major city and we had about 30,000 licensed mm-hmm. agents. Okay. Uh, agents or so and so there, there's a healthy amount of competition but I think that there wasn't a lot of competition mm. for guys that had um, a really good um, mindset and approach to their business so mm. if you were up early you know mm. learning the new listings and you, tr- and you treated it like a real business mm. and you did those things that made a difference you had your your knowledge base was stronger than other people you cared a little bit more um, and then you did social activities that didn't have anything to do with your business so people could actually know who you are Hmm. right so like even though Rowan you do a ton of awesome marketing but if you play the guitar and that's how you meet friends and that's how you expand partners and grow your business Hmm. that's cool too but I think you have to you have to always make sure that you're relaying um, because we have a busy life so it's it's good to relay things that we might have in common Hmm. to each other and I think that helps business in general
1: and it helps you service your client
0: better too. Hmm. Yeah, the competition is definitely higher now. And Hmm. I I feel like more people have their licenses right now. Hmm. But I still think that you can still differentiate yourself by just doing a better job. Like I said, answering your phone promptly. And yes, you have to set boundaries, but you have to actually, um, first impression matters. Exactly. Hmm. So know your market, know your listings, know the inventory, know what's out there, know the changes that are coming and going so that when people talk to you, they have a reason to say, I always get the right answer from that guy.
1: Yeah. So yeah. you have to be that agent that the clients have can the clients can fall back on. The client yeah. can fall back on and they know that this guy won't mislead me. This guy won't uh, do something wrong to me. This guy will definitely help me.
0: Right. Hmm. And you have to have a servant mentality in a heart like a servant of a heart um towards clients and to people that might may not even be clients because at the end of the day if you're not doing real estate what are you doing? You can still mm. You know communicate and have great friendships and relationships i think sometimes people who get involved in a certain business they only think that i'm only looking for a client
1: Mm, yeah
0: but you know that could really backfire on you if you're uh, damaging future relationships by not by not getting involved in the community and actually displaying uh to them Mm. who you really are by personality
1: yeah Okay, moving on to something, um, asking something about your business. So what percentage of your business is all about buyers and what percentage is all about Mm -hmm. listings, sellers?
0: Well, um, I would say that we were pretty almost even uh, on that mark. We probably do about uh, 40 to 50% listings and then, uh, you know, 50 to 60% buyers more or less. So how we got there is that we do a lot of referral based business. So we ask people even during a transaction, like, are they happy? Can they start referring us even right now before they close? So we started getting really hyper active with referrals. Mm. Uh, I know a lot of people say that, you know, buying leads is a solution for them and it can be and cannot be. It just depends on how your team is structured and how they can take on the work effectively. Exactly. But Mm. I think you have to have an even balance anyways. Because you do want to keep yourself sharp by competing in the buyer side market, because it keeps you a little, mm. um, you know, current of what's going on when yeah. people are looking at homes, and you you do want to know what's happening. So it's good to have a little bit of a balance. Yeah. And then um, what I can highly suggest is if you're into the referral or into the organic form of uh, building your business, there's simplistic things that you can do. Like if you are on like no budget, you have no money whatsoever. Mm yeah so you can open up the phone book for example and create um, an agent resume based on customer service and other attributes that you have personally uh you can create one off your office like an office resume to display like what kind of brokerage you decided Mm to join and why so you you might want to articulate you know what are the benefits of them working with you yeah so for example i'll give you i'll give an example like say i joined xyz brokerage and we have 900 websites that nobody else has the same amount I'll mm. highlight that on an office resume and say, hey, I joined XYZ Brokerage because um, we have 900 websites. When your listing gets listed with me, it goes out to that amount of marketing online. Yeah. So that's a huge benefit. Like, that's an example of what a new agent can start to do. Mm. Um, and then you also want to do very simplistic and creative things like calling the contractors list through Google or the yellow pages, white pages, whatever you want to yeah. call them. Mm. Wherever you can find names and numbers of current people that have a good business, call them up and say, Hey, are you flipping homes? Hmm. Are you interested in flipping homes? Yeah. Can I send you some listings of homes that you could flip because you're a contractor? Hmm. So you can really start drumming up your business from no real spend. But once you build your business up, then you want to get the help of someone, you know, that's in 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 the expertise of marketing, something like yeah. you know, like that you do your yeah. Prospecting is basically your number one um should be your number one uh, on your checklist
1: in, exactly. the, in the Monday mm. to
0: Friday schedule. Yeah. So you should be doing prospecting, then you go out and do those appointments so that you can nail down some business.
1: Exactly. But now uh, for example, if they hire a team like yeah. yours
0: on the side of that and you have a small team or big team, doesn't matter. Mm. But anybody wants to scale up their business, what they want to do is have someone prospect for them, yeah warm up the lead, and then it's even more easier for people like us to make warmed up phone calls and just get exactly. to that appointment yeah. versus making 300 calls and only you know talking to those three people that really are you know, super serious about doing something.
1: We have made that like a little more easier because we are also warming up those leads but we are also booking the appointments for you so that you don't even have to call those leads. You just have to attend those appointments.
0: So, yeah, but that's all about delegation. Yeah. Like when you look at your business as a business,
1: yeah, you have
0: to delegate stuff away from your plate. Yeah. Because you should only be doing the money making activities like you should be building up. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it right now, but your goal should be to get to a point where you're delegating all of those things.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Because if you look at people like Gary Vee and other influencers and stuff like that, they're spending their time just being in front of people. Yeah. Just doing what is their core job function or desire. Mm. Yeah. Right. So I think that's super important that you stay really fine tuned into that.
1: Mm.
0: So it's a huge benefit, like I said, like um, whether it's your service or something like that, that's definitely something that people should uh, visit mm. and prepare for because it makes yeah. sense. If you're going to have a marketing budget, might, you might as well have it a little bit more localized with a phone yeah. call and a follow up. And like you said, exactly. if you're booking an actual appointment, there's yeah. not much you can, much more you could ask for. Yeah, because a lot of other services are going to ask you for um you know a tremendous fees to do that like if you look at just mm. booking a zip code with an online yeah. uh, lead provider hmm. you're like look at what you're spending so
1: exactly there are many agents who are like they don't have to do facebook ads they can do door knocking old calls so they are spending mm-hmm. most of their time in prospecting and they are not going anywhere they are not reaching any anywhere to their goals there are some new agents who are like very skeptical about marketing so what, what's your message towards them?
0: Okay, so the way you need to look at it is look at prospecting as something that makes you better at doing the conversation, like practice. So if you don't get up in the morning and do and role play, you probably want to prospect and hit and miss it. So you can get better with your dialogue and your, your language. So you should always be doing some prospecting to a certain degree. Now, whether you decide to go door knocking or not, you know, if you've sold 10 houses in that subdivision and you feel like door knocking because you want some exercise, that's a healthy decision. Mm. But like I said, on the, on the same perspective, look at the scale of your business. If you need to do hundred deals and your door knocking and your prospecting efforts are only getting you 40 deals. Yeah. Okay, so now you're hitting the ceiling. So now that you've hit the ceiling, now you need to get more manpower, which you can't physically do because you're mm. only one person. Okay? Yeah. So then say like I call you for example, and I say, Ron, I need all the seven people on your team. I need 50 more deals because I need mm. to hit my 90. For this yeah. year, that's my goal. Yeah. Hmm. That is, and it and it can't just be a, a yearly goal that you hit one time and stop. It's got to be a continuously growing goal for the next year. So, like, yeah, your 2021 20, might be 90 deals, and then your 2022 20, is 100. So, there's got to yeah. be some kind of a growth
1: hmm.
0: prospect. So, like, when somebody talks to you and says, "Hey, thanks for doing 50 appointments for me, and they all worked out. Yeah, can you do 60 now? And sure. what does that look like? So, the plan should be grow- growing together. Hmm.
1: Marketing so is something that you continue to do. You you cannot stop at this point. For example, you market it for like next 3 months, you cannot stop at 4 months. 4th month or 5th month. Well, let on. me
0: let me let me add to that point. It actually yeah. takes a couple of months to get going.
1: Exactly. Hmm.
0: So you're not going to you're not going to have an immediate effect after marketing for 3 months. That's it's not it's not hmm. it's a commission based service. Hmm. So you're going to have to market for a long time and stay marketed because your branding and everything else has to be consistent too.
1: Yeah that's correct so that's
0: very important that you keep that in mind
1: a normal Facebook ad campaign like it it itself takes 15 to 20 days to optimize itself right right so for example we set the campaign live today we can start getting some leads after 10 to 12 days and then right. many many marketers around the world have this misconception that if you spend more you make more and that's not the case since 2020.
0: Well I, I think I think like you said you have to have you have to do some research and you have to make exactly. wise business for, uh, decisions and those wise business decisions have to be around what's the yeah. most effective way to make it happen. So obviously mm. people still like the phone calls nice. and people nice. still respond to text messages. yeah so the type of business that you're in it is a little it's, it's a little bit more we need to connect before we can make a deal. Yeah. like nobody is going to just say over a text like consistently. Yeah. Yeah. where like 90 percent of your folks are not going to respond by text and say yeah you gave me everything i needed 23%. by the text i feel the relationship let's do it they don't feel any relationship because the whole relationship is felt over communication either person to person or over the phone so no. you folks going on the phone for example hmm. is going to be a big asset because now you've got seven people doing seven life. you know times of legwork yeah there's mm. no way that you can go through and vet all those leads as one person versus a total of eight if exactly. they team up with someone like you. And and I'm just giving you as an example to people. We're not saying that this is the best and only service in the world, mm. but it does work very well for certain people who have that understanding and, plus, it, and they're looking to get exactly that. Yeah. So like, for example, if you were to hire one ISA, one inside salesperson, the average salary is 1500 per person plus bonuses.
1: In a, in That's just income one income person. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just one person. Mm. So in a, in a, in a, in a lower... In a lower price point state, like you just said, yeah, you're paying fifteen hundred plus mm-hmm. bonuses. Maybe that person's earning fifty or sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. So if they continue with a service that costs a half or something like that, mm. you're financially ahead and you're doing way more deals. Exactly. And and you've got, like you said, like as you're making appointments, you're also keeping yes. that person top of mind. So now you can also help yeah. that person say here's the 80 people that are warmed up, they're not doing anything for a year because of these circumstances mm. and we, we'll keep nurturing them. Why don't you start sending them postcards? Yeah. You know that
1: kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So it can be a win-win situation for everyone and also, uh, we have learned it the hard way. We are doing this for the realtors, we are supporting right. the realtors community so that they save time and they invest into much more productive things. As well as, uh, we have learned it the hard way, we, we used to do everything manually. Like three years back, four years back, when automations and artificial intelligence was not there in in the marketing industry. We used to do everything manually and we had seen a lot of failures as well. But today, Right. And, And
0: that's a really, that's a really helpful point for someone to pick up on as a learning lesson. Yeah. If you guys went down the road and did it the hard way and you figured stuff out. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense for like, if you want to fast track your career. And save yourself a lot of pain and trouble i mean you're still going to learn a lot of stuff doing other yeah. things so don't worry there's other there's other parts of the business that are still going to teach you a lot yeah but if someone can share some wisdom with you and like you said you can act like a mentor towards them that can really bless their business big time exactly and they can do the right things instead of spinning their wheels again you know at like a yeah. hamster wheel
1: right. yeah and coming back to you mark uh since you have 18 years experience and that credibility in the marketplace of course, getting referrals is, is not a like a very new thing, of course, you are getting referrals, but for example, you, start, uh, you started back in, for example, let's suppose you started in 2016 and not in 2002, okay, so mm-hmm. what you could have been, been doing something differently so that you can reach at the level you are today.
0: Yeah, I think definitely for growing, uh, there's a lot of growing pains when you're doing a business. Um, what I learned along the way that there's, you know, organic lead gen is my favorite version mm-hmm. of lead gen. It is, it is tougher. It's not for everybody. Yeah, I think I think a lot true. of people go the route of just buying leads because they think it's going to be easier. Yeah, but you have to really, you, to. you have to really keep in mind is that you're the person that people are saying yes to. It's not your brokerage. It's not this and that. Yeah, it has a little bit of a difference to certain people, but not a lot. They're actually being sold on you. So mm-hmm. once you start perfecting your knowledge base and your business and your delivery, and okay, how, how like role play, you, you're mastering how you do your mm. listing presentation, your mm. buyer presentation, mm. and you're mastering how you provide awesome, killer customer service that nobody else is really on the same level. So once you've done that, people are just gonna flock to you automatically. They're gonna be like, you, don't, you already know in your city who's the best attorney because he's in the paper. People talk Mm. about them so what you want what you want people doing about you is the same thing is do things that they can talk about Mm. and it gets them excited so what i would do differently like you said if i had started in 2016 and i need to speed up my business if you ever read the mrea uh, millionaire real estate agent book your number one model uh includes Mm. an admin and an isa Mm. i personally would prefer an isa service over a single ISA because I would like that guarantee. Hmm. So I don't really want to rely on one person who could be, who, you know, could have, a, who could have, you know, things that don't allow them to work efficiently. But I'd rather feel more comfortable. And I'm just talking about protecting my hmm. business. I'm not against one employee. I don't have a problem with one employee. But what I'm saying is, is a, as a business owner currently, I would feel a lot more comfortable backing up my business with a team of ISAs.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Because it's more powerful.
1: Yeah, that's okay? been actually-
0: it's more organic, it's more powerful. Mm. You're developing a relationship. What needs to happen is with your ISAs, you need mm. to have Monday meetings, morning meetings and discuss your personality, discuss your approach once you're at the appointment so that yeah. when you actually do that, you're both on the same page. That's yeah. how you build a power team.
1: Exactly, and considering uh, if you hire even one person as a full-time marketer inside your company, and if he's only doing Facebook ads, he's not even doing the follow-ups. He's not doing the ISA part. He's only doing Facebook ads. Facebook ads these days is altogether a different ball game, a next-level ball game. Right, you have to consider a thousand things over there while running ads. So that person is going to take at least two to three thousand dollars a month in salary. For running those ads for you
0: I think the best thing to do is like mm. when we were talking about originally is yeah. you have you follow the millionaire real estate model you yeah. get the admin you get mm. the uh, team ISA team mm. and then you do um, something that's related to a follow-up like we do something we do a, a really awesome magazine called American lifestyle mm-hmm. um, It's it's got amazing stuff from from all around the country but new things that are happening Okay, it's very, very, very cool. I mean, you can do Mm -hmm. something like that. You can do something that has a seven-year follow-up service. There's some awesome programs that we've done that sends everybody their birthday and anniversary card. It sends them Mm -hmm. follow-up messages and reminders on what we've been up to as a team. Wow. So there's some cool things that I think you can really um, extend your business out to Mm -hmm. that complement the first two things, but your your sole foundation of your business needs to include the admin and ISA Mm -hmm.
1: service. ISA, yeah marketing, admin, ISA, follow-ups, the whole package. Yeah. Everything. If
0: you want to focus on money-making activities,
1: hmm.
0: you probably want to get somebody else to set your appointments for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal. At least if you're yeah. not there yet, don't worry about it. Work towards that goal. Start banking that money for six months. Hmm. Find out what, what that team's going to cost you. Yeah. Prepare for it. Prepare for it.
1: Yeah. That's that an investment your... into your business itself. It's well, not... it's an investment into yeah. your
0: freedom. Exactly. It's an yeah. event. if you want to if you don't want to work 18 hours a day 12 hours a day, 10 hours a day or whatever it is, you can work efficiently and make way more money. Yeah, that's that's what people do once they get um, when they start mastering their craft. That's exactly what they do. They start working a little bit less and producing way more.
1: Hmm, that's correct. And uh, what would you say to those people who are like very new agents? And they just got their license and they directly turned into a full-time agent. They have that anxiety to close that sale. We can feel while they are talking to their first client. So how can they tackle that particular anxiety so that they don't fuck it up at that time?
0: Right. So I know that a lot of people sometimes are under pressure to close their first deal and they're Mm. kind of getting pushy. But the best thing to do is follow the, like lead your client with education. Mm. Hey, Rowan, you know this home you're looking at in the sub, it has the biggest backyard in the entire subdivision. Wow. Do you wanna miss out on that? Do you wanna no. miss out on that?
1: No, Does that matter
0: don't. to you? Does that have value for your children to have like a little park in their backyard? Sure. That's gonna really pay off and you guys are gonna to build tons of memories and have people over, because you're socialites, because you like to socialize a lot? Yeah. I know that's important to you, so I think this is gonna be the best thing. Let's, let's try to do what we can and not miss the mark. Please get all your docs to the lender. Please do this. Please, you know, walk them through. So educate them and pull them through the process rather yeah. than let's hurry up, let's hurry up, let's look, <laughs> like, drop that attitude because yeah. <laughs> it's not your fault. You're you're trying to work and you're trying to get your business established. But mm. try to be try to be uh, attentive to the fact of how you're delivering the information. Try to be an educator rather than a pusher. Mm. Right. We want to feel yeah. we definitely never want your client to feel they're at some kind of car dealership scenario because they're not. Yeah. Mm. They're you're helping them you're helping them with the biggest asset of their life. You're mm. doing a great job by doing negotiating. Yeah. Make sure they understand the educational aspect of it. Then they will give you a mm. referral too. And ask for the referrals. Never be shy.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like like I'll be asking you for referrals. <laughs> yeah. Well I think we ask
0: each other for referrals.
1: Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And, and in future guys uh, I would like to declare right now in future we are going to partner up and I'm going to introduce a new model Mark that day gave me this idea that we can implement this uh, since we take a fixed retainer for the marketing services and the ad spend is obviously different so I was like if I can introduce one flat fee a setup fee as a small retainer every month and then the realtor who is getting partner, partnered with us whenever he's closing that deal he's paying 25% as a referral fee to the marketers so yeah, both you guys you guys,
0: can, you guys can do a lot more yeah. for, the, for the agent mm. so if you can take a portion of that fee to make that agent a lot more brighter and stronger in the marketplace mm. something that they can't do with a one person team
1: yeah
0: you know you could do seven times stronger
1: exactly and that's and,
0: really going to pay off their business though
1: and the chances so got, of closing that deal you have to be mass
0: stronger follow-ups though yeah Yeah. So for the agents that are listening and you're newer, you have to master your follow-ups, be on top of responding, get people information quickly before they feel like they need to turn to another agent. Yeah. Show them why you're awesome. Exactly. Create that distinctive difference between the services.
1: Hmm. So in future, maybe six months or seven months down the line, me and Mark are going to partner up with this pricing, with this kind of business model and it can be beneficial for everyone. All the realtors. Oh, definitely. 100%. Yeah. yeah
0: we we proved that over and over again
1: yeah but this is not the last time when Mark is coming Mark is gonna come 10 more times <laughs> in the upcoming episodes but well, we have a
0: lot of a lot of awesome things to share with people we yeah. want people's businesses to do well yeah. I want nothing except for people to be successful mm. and I don't care what you're told of where you're where you're from as a family I don't care if you have an accent I don't care if somebody tells you that your, your personality is not good enough to do real estate mm. every person who has a mindset and is willing to work hard is going to be successful. And we will show you how.
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, Right now, even the most successful agents who are getting 10 referrals per month, exactly like you, even those Mm -hmm. people are listening. So if they are getting 10 referrals a month, how can they expand their business beyond this 10 referrals?
0: Oh, they totally can expand their business because the referrals are a result of the business that they've already done, Mm. right? So the referrals are gonna keep coming if they're doing a great follow-up job and you know connecting with those clients. But just imagine you get a series of new clients hmm. that also give you more follow-ups yeah. or more referrals. So you do more follow-ups, you get way more referrals, the size of your business is, is growing 100%. Now, the only thing you need to, you need to create is a growth scaling model yeah. and a system to follow so that you're prepared to do that growth. And what's that system? Um, well, there's a series of systems you can use There's various Mm -hmm. systems you can follow. I mean, the millionaire real estate agent will help you define the process of how you hire a buyer's agent and then slowly, you know, let them learn to be a listing agent. There's a whole methodology behind it, but I think Mm -hmm. that everyone follows their own version of it and does a customized, Mm -hmm. you know, customized decision around how they want their business to look. Like for me, for example, I do like if I bring on a new agent, they do have to start as a buyer's agent. Mm. They've got to learn the ropes there. Then they can start learning to be a listing agent. Mm. Then they can also start to be an investment agent. Then they can also go down the line of um, evaluating bank uh, properties too.
1: That completely makes sense. So there's a whole skill. There's
0: a whole skill that you can work up towards.
1: Mm. One after the other.
0: And it should be rewarding for the people on your team and your own business should be rewarding for you so that you're excited to do it. You got to be excited to go to work every day
1: focus is the key and one thing at a time is the key
0: yeah just pace it out don't get ahead of yourself the only competition you have is against yourself yeah like don't worry about who's doing what just focus on how you're going to do it better
1: that's a golden nugget mark yeah and i heard your podcast today in in the morning
0: thank you thank you for supporting (laughs) us
1: it's it's super awesome and do tell everyone about your podcast so that even they can... Yeah, so out.
0: we started a yeah. podcast. I mean, my partner Grant, it's uh, it's called What I've Learned Podcast.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's got a, a yellow background when you search it up and find it. If you have a hard time looking it up because there's a lot of themes of what I've learned. So just punch in what I've learned with um, Mark Blair with the C and Grant Kropfeld, and you'll find it pretty fast. Um, yeah. In that podcast, what we, we try to do is display to people and explain to people... Um, what things we've learned along very yeah. tough roads of business mm-hmm. life and to keep an awesome. balance along the way so it's pretty cool uh, and fun podcast
1: wow do yeah. follow that yellow color logo yellow color icon on YouTube there, are, there have been some awesome episodes I have listened to them and those are like they are giving you a feeling of Joe Rogan's experience JRE and yeah, that's what some people <laughs> tell us,
0: that's kind of funny. We're, we're just trying to have some fun with it. We're just having a good yeah. time, um, you know, just sharing with people and trying to give some valid advice, you know, unfortunately and sadly to say, there's a lot of homegrown experts that share terrible advice. And our goal behind the podcast is literally just to better the industry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'll just share the link uh, in the description of this podcast. The Thank Spotify you, and the Apple podcast also in the YouTube videos description so that you guys can follow him, Mark Blair. <laughs> Thank you, appreciate it. Yeah, what do you think is the future of real estate by 2030?
0: Um, <clears throat> personally, I think real estate's gonna have two versions of it it's gonna have one version for the lazy realtor and one version for the um working realtor hmm. so the hardworking realtor can sustain their business and they're they're going to you know grow have grow models with the admin isa they're going to yeah. have a vast team to service and they're going to be distinctive the other unfortunate model will be for lazy agents who can't who don't want to do anything and they want to work for a larger corporation on an hourly salary and they're going to be treated like an employee so
1: exactly no, it's
0: definitely the opposite hmm. um Goal or result of owning your own business. So for those folks, feel sorry for you because you're not yeah. going to enjoy it, and you're not going to have any you're not going to have any real thrill and joy of giving back to your community because you won't have any resources to do so because it'll just be a, a plain Jane salary. You know. Exactly. So I mean, I mean for a real estate model, the goal is to you know really stand out in your community and help your community and do things that really matter.
1: Yeah, and we can sure. see that divide even today actually we have seen some pretty lazy realtors in the past couple of years and even today when I talk to realtors many of them are like yeah I'm, I'm okay cold calling I'm okay doing limited business and there are some realtors who are like very very ambitious like one of you you are one of the example of those kind of realtors there are many realtors who are like yeah I want five 5 deals a month I want 10 deals a month to be closed I want to be financially free and some realtors are happy with the one deal per month mark. So we well, I think why. I think it comes down
0: to, you know, first, is it their full-time job? Yeah. Um, it all depends on a lot of circumstances. But for mm. people like us, you know, we're raising a family. We have aging parents. So we have to be available. So we yeah. want freedom. So the reason why we're ambitious is so we can give back the time to our families.
1: Family, yeah.
0: And be there. Because if mm. you're your first success is with your family so if you're doing a bad job over there your business might suffer a lot more. Exactly. but if you can start perfecting a balance between the two and try to do a good job with your family you can definitely have, reap the rewards on the business side too you they, you vibe off that energy so people yeah. get to know how successful you are in all areas of your life
1: yeah and i would like to add something to that point that uh, if you're not good with your family if you're not spending time with your family it doesn't matter even if you are making a million dollars a year that won't be worth it yeah because most of
0: the people that i know i've had a lot of older clients i've dealt with who are extremely wealthy and a lot of them have said the same thing to me they just you know totally regret the fact that they worked way too much Mm. and they wish they spent more time with their family so and that's coming out of the mouth of people who have lived their lives out had tremendous amount of money and that's they all said the same exact thing Exactly. So there you go.
1: <laughs> that's why when I started early in my life, started my company at 22 and started helping the most sophisticated business persons of the United States, the realtors, so that I can be financially free at some point of my time so that I can spend more time with my family and parents, of course. So that's my that's goal. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're doing a good job, man. Um, a lot of people appreciate what you're doing, the new sacrifice that you guys are making to make the business better.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So what's your plan for today? Like, are you done for the day?
0: No, I'm just, I uh, got a few deals to work on. So we're going to try to plug away and get them done and, and yeah. move on. And, Definitely. Uh, we'll take some time to get some rest later
1: on. <laughs> Definitely. Let's catch up in the upcoming episodes. And as I said, this is not the last time you're coming. You're going to come 10 more times again and again on the Realtors Chat Show with me. <laughs> I would love to invite you again and again
0: yeah well thank you for having us man
1: it was great to have you on the show mark have a have a great year ahead have a great quarter ahead and have a great rest of the day great we'll talk to you soon yeah take care bye-bye take care